Welcome to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, Chris Yao and Mo Patton, right here on this fine Friday. You got a lot of great stuff going on, man. What's what's up with you today? <laughs> I was um, fortunate enough to be able to introduce former Major League pitcher, um, former Diamondbacks general manager, Dave Stewart, at a function in Franklin earlier today. He spoke to the African-American Heritage Society of Williamson County, and that was it's pretty cool. So I don't know how the rest of the day lives up to that. We'll, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be tough. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. even with high school football and all the things that go with that, but yeah, should be a should be a fun show mm-hmm. as we've got a great guest list. We did have someone yesterday. We just could not remember. Could not remember <laughs> that we, we we do in fact have Greg Johnson who is scheduled to join us to talk a little bit about the Nashville Cats who are on the way back supposedly. Listen, I, I, you know me, I have, I have, you know, spring football uh, is is never a sure thing until it actually kicks off. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be cautiously optimistic that the Nashville Cats are are on their way back and looking forward to to seeing uh, what. The ownership group and and Greg as the general manager have in store. We'll talk to him. We'll also talk about the Tennessee Titans who lost last night. And yet (laughs) everyone feels good about it. So, Which is interesting. It it certainly is. And, and, And as I tweeted last night, it... The quarterback that won and threw a touchdown pass, they're ready to run out of town. The guy who lost and threw a game-ending interception, everybody's excited about. And it's still understandable. It's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. It's a little crazy. Uh, But, yeah, so we'll talk with both Terry McCormick at the top of the hour and then Teresa Walker will join us as well. So all of that coming your way. And, of course, college football picks. And much, much more. Right now, though, we need to get into yesterday's results and the weekend schedule on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support youth sports across Middle Tennessee. NFL action last night, as we just said, Titans fall to the Steelers, 20-16, to 16, the final score there. Uh, the Preds lose at Seattle 4-2. We're tied 2-2 two two in the third, and the late goal forced a pulling of the goalie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... The Kraken added an empty net or late. College football action last night. Texas Tech 35, Texas Christian 28. It was, I see I've converted you. Well, I, I just 
I actually wrote TCU earlier, but I was like, no, no, if Mo reads this, he won't say that. So I'm <laughs> Christian. You don't have to spell it out. I know. So <laughs> Duke was 24, Wake Forest 21. Troy with a 28-10 win over South Alabama at home. And then in women's basketball action, Bethel down fist 70 to 46. In high school football action tonight. Playoffs. 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 <laughs> Summit is at Antioch. All these are seven o'clock kicks local time. So again, Summit is at Antioch. That's a seven o'clock start central time. Also, Memphis Overton is at Beach. Good pasture travels to Boyd McCannon. That'll be seven o'clock Eastern, six here. Uh is at Brentwood. Columbia Central is at Centennial. Clarksville hosting Collierville. Undefeated Clarksville. Seagull goes to Cookville. Christian Academy of Knoxville is at Christ Presbyterian Academy. Chattanooga Christian goes to Davidson Academy. Donaldson Christian hosts Mount Juliet Christian. Mount Pleasant goes across the river to Decatur County Riverside. Keatham County goes to East Nashville. East Robertson hosts Cascade. Franklin Grace travels to First Assembly Christian or FACS. Fairview takes on visiting Maplewood. Silverdale is at Franklin Road Academy. Fayette Academy comes to Friendship Academy. West Creek is a Germantown, and Brainerd travels to the Brickyard at Giles County. White House Heritage is over at, I'm sorry, White House, not Heritage. White House is at Hardin County. Dixon County is at Houston. Jackson Christian hosts O'Harding. Uh, Father Ryan is at Knoxville Catholic. Battleground Academy will be at Lausanne. Sycamore is at Liberty Creek. Loretto hosting Peabody. Westmoreland goes to Marion County. While Watertown's at McMinn Central. Mount Juliet hosts Rockville. Hendersonville is at Munford. Pope Prep is at North Point Christian. Oakland welcomes Gallatin. While Page is at home against Franklin County. Lexington goes to Pearl Cone. Nashville Christian is at Providence Christian. Stewart's Creek is at Ravenwood. Green Hills at Riverdale. Bartlett goes to Rossview. While Shovel is at home against Hillsboro. Independence is at Smyrna. Station Camp goes to South Gibson. Joe Burns is at South Pittsburgh. Springfield is at Southwind. Nolansville goes to Tullahoma. Eagleville travels to West Carroll. White House Heritage is at home against Stratford. And Briarcrest Christian will play host to Brentwood Academy. On the ice. The Predators, I take it this is tomorrow? Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, the Predators tomorrow play at Edmonton. That's a 2 o'clock puck drop and can be seen on the NHL network. Men's basketball action at the collegiate level. 6 o'clock tonight, Cumberland is at UT Southern. Um, tomorrow, Point University plays Cumberland at UT Southern. That's a 2 o'clock tip. Um, followed by Oakwood and UT Southern Saturday um, at 7 o'clock. And Rhodes is at Trebekah. That's a 4 o'clock tip on Saturday. Women's basketball action this, well, not all this weekend. Um, before, at, we, before we're on the air Monday. Yeah, or before we're on the air today, Fisk is playing Campbellsville at Bethel. They might actually be May done. Have, that was a over. noon start. Um, Fisk tomorrow is at Trebekah. That's a two o'clock start. Um, tonight at 7.30 at Freed Hardeman, Cumberland takes on Brescia. And tomorrow at two o'clock, Cumberland faces Taylor. 
And on Monday at 11 o'clock, Kennesaw State plays at Memorial Gym against the Commodore women. Don't call them Lady Commodores. Again, that's an 11 o'clock start, and it can be seen on SEC Network+. Plus. College football this weekend. UConn is at Neyland Stadium taking on the Volunteers in their Summit Blue. I'm looking forward to seeing those. Mm, all it is is a, an, an armband. So it's not a jersey? Nope. Well, see, when I asked you if that was official, you said yes. No, I said that I said that they were going to be wearing Summit Blue. That was the official. Part. UT UConn, <laughs> eleven o'clock SEC Network. Um, also at eleven on ESPN Plus, Jack State is at Williams Bryce taking on the host South Carolina Gamecocks. Loser has to give up their nickname. Tennessee State is at Charleston Southern. That's a three o'clock start on ESPN Plus. At four o'clock on ESPN Plus, it's Austin P at Eastern Kentucky in an OVC throwback game. And at <laughs> five on ESPN Plus, Middle Tennessee State goes out to Las Cruces, taking on the Aggies of New Mexico State. NBA action tonight, nine o'clock, Valley Sports South. Grizzlies are at Portland. Sunday, 8 o'clock, Valley Sports South. Grizzlies are at Portland. The old NBA doubleheader. There we go. Um, <laughs> over three days. Over three days, and that is your rundown. <laughs> All right, a job story is brought to you by Piggly Wiggly. Mo, tell them about Piggly Wiggly. What did you have to eat today? I had the fried fish. Okay. I had mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. I had sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. and I had the pecan cobbler because, of course. Every time I, I never got, I, you know, a, a good co-host probably would have brought you something. I didn't know. I'm not a good co-host. I did not know. <laughs> like you get, you just got to get lucky. Like the cobbler is just whatever the cobbler is that mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. and so I've not yet been able to try the pecan cobbler. That's and, unfortunate. And I would need to try it before I. I hope that's, they'll give me a sample. That's a no. If you try, uh, if you try it, you will buy it. You say that, but I don't like pecan pie, so I don't know. I'm just a, you know, I'm a weirdo. But that, that is true. I, so I don't know. Hey, maybe I would like it. The lady in front of me bought some after I got mine. I said, what is that? So that's pecan cobbler. Well, that sounds it, delicious. What is it? Well, it's pecan pie, but in a cobbler. Yeah, I think I want some of that. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So yeah. anyway, they've got all of that, and they have fresh hand-cut meats as well, and great produce, everything else. Cost plus 10 at the register at Piggly Wiggly, Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. Top story today, Michigan mm. said, you may get us. We ain't going down by ourselves. But we're not going down without a fight. And if we go down, everybody going down. Chris Ballas at B-A-L-A-S underscore Wolverine from the Wolverine at On3.com says several sources at Michigan and in the media tell the Wolverine.com. What several sources at Michigan and in the media? They're like, we know this, but we're not going to report it. You report it. That seems silly. Oh, well. Anyway, 
Tell the tell the Wolverine.com they're gathering evidence on two private investigators they believe are behind the investigation into UM's alleged illegal on-site scouting. The same sources also believe the two are responsible for media leaks that have kept the story in the news for weeks. I don't think the they've not needed to leak this. No. This is the most Homer story that I have ever read in my life. Of course, it's from the Wolverine.com, so I get that. But and if you read it, both alleged was the only report. Both allegedly have ties to Ohio State head coach Ryan Day's family. A little misdirection here. My question is simply, who cares? Who yeah. cares where, where it's coming from? Yeah. Did you do it or didn't you? That's the question. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's where the information came from is certainly secondary. And it's way down the list. Wait. Yeah, it may not even be secondary. It's not, it's on page two. Yeah. I mean, like, even if there's nothing else on page one, it's not on, it's not on there. Nobody no. cares. No. It, where the information comes from doesn't matter. It's, is the information valid? While many have noted, Ballas writes, that the NCAA probably won't care where the evidence came from while conducting its own investigation, the Big Ten might. I don't know why. But I guess he's just, you know, holding out hope. A Big Ten spokeswoman did not return a request for comment uh, while Tony Patetti is uh, scheduled to meet with Michigan admin uh, President Santa Ono this afternoon to discuss the case after his recent meetings with conference coaches and athletics directors. Uh, I think we might get something out of this. But again, my question is, who cares? I don't know why this would matter other than, you know, so Michigan fans can, like Alabama fans did with Philip Fulmer for so long, you know, yeah. they snitches, et cetera. <laughs> right. So, I mean, well, I mean they, yeah. need, they, need, they need a finger to point. They right? need a scapegoat. Yeah, this would, never, need, this would have never happened if it weren't for those meddling Ohio State fans. Hmm. Uh, would have never happened if your if coach didn't cheat. That one, that one's accountability. Nah, who really? needs that? Come on now, who needs accountability in this economy? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as we talked to Bias Wilborn earlier this week, as we talked to. David Ubbin earlier this week, you know, the Big Ten could address this. Should but address this. As Aaron McMahon on MLive.com says, what power does the Big Ten actually have? And would the league be willing to make an unprecedented move while the NCAA continues its investigation? Okay, so... Here is the the rub, so to speak. A lot of folks in Big Ten country are hearkening back to the Michigan-Michigan State fight in the tunnel where Jim Harbaugh was just demanding that people be suspended and all of these things happened, and they did. Michigan State suspended folks without an investigation, without anything. Kid missed two games, was never I'm not sure if he was never charged or if he was acquitted, but 
they, they, you know, Jim Harbaugh claimed that this kid just assaulted two people in the tunnel. And yet the two game suspension is all that was served. And he was, that was before any investigation was ever completed. So it's not unprecedented. No, not even involving Michigan at this point. And now all of a sudden, I'm sure Coach Harbaugh is in the let's not rush to <laughs> judgment, judgment mode. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah. <laughs> let's pump the brakes here a little bit, you know. Yeah, it's, um, it ain't no fun when the rabbit's got the gun, right? <laughs> and so I guess my question here is, you know, is more does this – elevate the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry over others that may have been close or higher on the list? I mean, Michigan-Ohio State fans will tell you there's no one higher. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we're in SEC country, so that's arguable at best. But does this, I mean, does this elevate it? Or is this simply Ryan Day being like, they weren't more talented than we are? How on earth did this happen? <laughs> How have we lost to them twice? I mean, Ron Day nearly lost his job because of this. Mm -hmm. I mean, despite all of the things that he's done well, people were calling Losing for his back to job. back to Michigan, if you're at Ohio State, will do that. That's Gray Perkins in Alabama. Beat everybody but Auburn. And so, and so I mean, I can see why Ron Day would would want to find out what happened. And if he suspected this was going on, it makes sense that, you know, that, that, that he would find a way to prove it. Right. And here's the thing. He didn't come out and just make the allegation. You know, he didn't come out as a whiner. You know, people aren't saying, well, he's just whining because they lost. No. Yeah. He went out and made sure there was tangible evidence before anything took place. And, and I, I respect him for that. But now that there's tangible evidence. Michigan not respecting. Very disrespectful. Yeah. Not happy. But I don't know that this is going to matter. In, in, in any way, shape, or form. Well, I mean, it should. I mean, uh, should Ohio State be punished for doing the dirty work? Oh, no. That's what Michigan fans think. Well, they're Michigan fans. Why didn't you just ask for an investigation? Well, because we're smart enough to know that an investigation would have taken two years, and what good does that do if Ryan Day gets fired in the next two years while they're still still in science? And he loses a third time. Yeah. This isn't going away. No. And, and, and I, I'm sorry, Wolverine.com. Nobody's leaking anything. <laughs> Nobody is keeping this story in the media other than the media. No, nobody's saying, psst, psst. Hey. <laughs> I need no. to tell you about this. You, need, you should write this. No. I mean, it, it was obviously leaked to begin with. But since then... It's got plenty of wheels and legs. It ain't nobody's nobody's need to keep it in the media. We've talked about it for a week. Yeah. 
I mean, we've talked about this longer than we talked about Penn State. No question. And that's insane. So anyway, mind-blowing, folks, mind-blowing. Hey, before we get out of here, our friend Brady McAtamney, friend of the show, uh, Brady's on. Brady McAtamney, had a had a story what yep, two, two days ago was it two days ago I think it was two days ago where Austin P has announced that they will play club hockey in partnership with the Nashville Predators and Sabretooth Sports. Well, I mean if you got ice. And they do. Might as well use it. Brand new uh, Fort Ice Center inside FM Bank Arena in downtown Clarksville. Okay, so let me ask you something. Sure. And, and you've not been either. But now, when you say ice inside FM Arena, is there one bowl with ice and then you put a floor over top of it? Or are there two different seating areas, one for ice, one for basketball. What is the configuration? How does that work? So it's 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 interesting that you ask that because when I look at the and this is again, this is just me looking at the um the pictures that Brady put out, it appears there are two separate areas because it didn't look like there were as many seats for, for the ice as for basketball. Right. So. Oh, by the way, PBR <laughs> makes a stop at F&M Bank Arena tomorrow night. Corey Rash invitation. Yes. So if you're into that sort of thing, be sure and check it out. We know at I'm least sure one guy who is. On sale, so. But yeah, uh, I don't know if I, it just based on the picture that I saw, because I've not seen it, I would like to go up there at some point and, and perhaps. And it just sounds like to me that Ford Ice Center is separate from the arena. I, I think it is. I think it is. Now, I, again, it's got separate signage. It has separate signage. I'm pretty sure that it's a separate venue. Just like the just like Fort Ice Center in in Bellevue, Bellevue haven't been has three separate bays for ice. Mm -hmm. I assume that this has a basketball arena and a ice rink. Fort Ice Center Clarksville is a single sheet rink recreational facility located in downtown Clarksville with numerous hockey and figure skating programs for children and adults. The facility opened its doors alongside. F&M Bank Arena in July 2023. I think they're separate. That tells me that they are separate facilities. I think so, too. We should go up there and check it out and make sure, though. Austin P does play hoops November 14th against Fist. We should go up there and check it out and shake some babies and kiss some hands and stop at Johnny's Big Burger. Hey, don't, don't tempt don't, me. Don't threaten me with a good time. Huh? Don't tempt me. Yeah. Well, Austin people play hockey. They'll join Middle Tennessee State and at least Vanderbilt. 
And I would imagine Tennessee State. And Tennessee State, who is will be starting soon. Yeah, next year. Uh, next year. So so that that's four local hockey teams here in Middle Tennessee. Uh, club ball. hockey. Yeah, all playing club hockey. So we'll take a break when we come back. Greg Johnson, general manager of the new iteration of the Nashville Cats. This is third. Uh, the third time. That's right. So stick around. Main Street Sports Today presented by me at Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Live from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia, I'm Chris Yao. He's Maurice Patton, and we are collectively Main Street Sports Today. Looking forward to this next segment, as anybody who knows me knows my affinity 
for both spring football, but specifically arena football. So I'm excited to have with us former former Big Ten <laughs> player and stand. It might be there. it might be worth it to get. Oh, there we go. We are. And <laughs> Jake, yes, yeah. sir. Might have this to give some it. thoughts. Look at you representing. They, they've not gotten you your Nashville Cats gear yet. No, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. Well, um, former Penn State receiver Greg Johnson, uh, newly named general manager of the Nashville Cats, joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Um, Greg, also a former Brentwood Academy standout. So um, happy to have you with us, Greg. Um, Tell us about how this came about, because it's really kind of been under the radar a little bit until this last few days. Yeah, we purposely kind of uh, kept it under our hat. Actually, um, a good friend of mine and a neighbor uh, of mine when I lived in the Philadelphia area was a travel coordinator for the Eagles for many, many years. And um, I used to tease, tease her, you know, we <clears throat> the Eagles are kind of were kind of like uh, our Titans. You know, we're we're almost getting there. We're almost getting there. So I used to tease and say, hey, whenever the Eagles make it to the Super Bowl, I want to go. And never really, you know, just never really followed up on it, just kind of joking. And uh, in January, after the Eagles won the NFC Championship game, she called. She said, hey, I've got a ticket for the Super Bowl for you. I'm like, yeah, okay, right. So literally went and uh, hung out and met um, Lee Hutton, who's the uh, the commissioner. And we just had great conversation. He's a, a, a wide, he was a wide receiver in University of Minnesota. So, of course, we connected there. And um, he let me know that they were bringing the Arena League back. <clears throat> and I told him, I said, listen, man, you know, when the, the Cats were in town, I used to take my son to the games, and we had a flat-out ball. It was a combination of the Preds, the Globetrotters, and football. It was just – it was amazing. So he was telling me, listen, we that, that team was highly successful, and we needed a team back in that market. So – are you interested in, you know, taking a run at it? It football? Yeah, I think so. So we just kind of been chopping wood, man. Put a great owner team, ownership team together, myself and uh, uh, Nancy Eckert and uh, Tamara Allen, and uh, just kind of been putting that thing together. And we we were blessed to have an opportunity to sit down with Coach Fisher, uh, and uh, he was excited from the jump. Uh, actually, had connection with him. My uncle Harold Gooding was his personal security on the sidelines and all that kind of good stuff back in the day. So I didn't great. realize you were related to Troop, but um, you're still a good dude. <laughs> That's my guy, man. That's my yeah. guy. Long yeah. time. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, just kind of been put, trying to put the thing together. And uh, we finally got to a place where we were comfortable with, you know, letting the world know. And, uh, you know, it's been a, a, a whirlwind since Wednesday. A great whirlwind, but a whirlwind. And you know what, uh, fellas, the biggest uh, joy of it all is I'm back in football. So. That works for me. Well, I, I find it interesting that you and a former Minnesota receiver got to sit down and talk a little bit because I guess you receivers in cold climates, y'all kind of have to stick together a little bit, right? Now, listen, our title was loosely receiver. We were more like fullbacks out, out on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Um, Greg, as you start working through this process publicly now of getting the Nashville Cats on the ground, what what are some of the most um, what sort of what are the biggest things that you're pointing at right now? What what are the biggest tasks that you're trying to tackle at this moment? 
Uh, the biggest right now is, is putting together the coaching staff. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to start, I have identified some, some guys that I want to sit down with and visit with. Uh, so getting a head coach uh, and, and uh, you know, allowing him to be part of that process of putting the assistance in place and then, you know, knuckling down and, and going and finding players, man. Um, we're going to do some tryout camps. Go ahead. I hope Ron Selesky is on that list. Uh, he is on that list. There's, you know, what's funny is there, there's like a, a dichotomy of, of guys that are, are perfect for this league. If you look at the history of, of this league, the majority of guys that have won the Arena Bowl never had any Arena, uh, arena League coaching experience. Uh, you know, so you've got that option. Uh, the other option is to find a guy that's heavily immersed in arena football because it is diff- it is a different animal, uh, but a guy that's been successful. Um, as I've said before, man, you know, <clears throat> when it comes to building this this franchise, uh, we are all on the same page with making sure that character comes first above everything. Uh, I, I'm, I, I hate to lose more than I love to win, so I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I hate to lose. Mo, you know, coming from Brentwood mm-hmm. Academy, I don't know anything about losing. Like didn't do know. a whole lot of it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you know, character is going to be huge. Uh, but you know, once some guys that you know got have that dog in them, man. You know, guys that want to dial in, focus, and uh, and win. Uh, and and the other piece that we're looking for, whether it be from the coaching staff to the players, we are going to be strong in the community. Uh, you know, it's a different brand of football. So. You know, we want to have a little bit more free. We have a little more freedom than the NFL guys do. We don't have to be as protected or as covered. So, you know, we can get out and do some great things in the community, you know, uh, uh, help people, show kids that, you know, there's some some great things to aspire to, uh, those types of things. So kind of a, a, a multi-pronged view of what I'm looking for in a coach. But, yeah, we, we're I'm going to start working on coaches next week. And then from there, we're going to start pulling in players. And it's crazy uh, in the last 48 hours you would not believe the number of former AFL players, former NFL players that have reached out to me that one, love this city, would love to be here, and two, want an opportunity. So, you know, I, I, we've got a lot to choose from. I can imagine Greg Johnson, general manager of the newly formed Nashville, newly forming Nashville Cats, joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Uh, Greg? I guess it was announced that the plans are to play at Municipal Auditorium. Yep. Um, which everybody's got an opinion about Municipal Auditorium <laughs> as it relates to to athletic events. Um, right. How does that fit what y'all want to do short-term, long-term? Well, I'll, I'll take you way back, man. The very first concert, uh, first, first time I went to the Municipal my dad took my brother and I to see the Globetrotters. So that was, and that was an annual boys night every year for years. That was our, our boys night. But my first concert was with um, uh, Prince opened up for Earth, Wind and Fire. So I've got a lot of great memories in that joint. Uh, but it's funny, I hadn't been in there in many years. And uh, when we started kind of looking around at, at venues, of course, everybody would love to play in the Bridgestone, but the problem is everybody wants to be in Bridgestone. It's so packed. You can't, <laughs> we couldn't get any dates. So uh, went over to uh, the municipal and be, to be very honest with you, man, the renovations they've done are phenomenal. The place is wonderful. It, looks um, great. it really does. I, I, you know, and, and, and I say that almost embarrassing, embarrassingly shocking, uh, but it's, it's phenomenal. 
and it fits exactly what we want to do. Uh, there's there's some great setups for us. Um, we we won't have um, the only downside, which isn't much of a downside, is I would really love to have an opportunity to put a live band in there, but we're not going to be able to do that unless we can kind of move some stuff around. So we've got to try to figure out the logistics on that. But, you know, we'll, there's plenty of space. We're going to have VIP areas. Um, the, uh, you know, the courtyard between the auditorium and the bus depot, that big courtyard, we're going to mm -hmm. set it up. Our, our game days are going to be like Penn State uh, pregame tailgating whiteouts and UT pregame tailgates. It's going to be out of control. We're going to bring in uh, big time music artists. Uh, we're going to put a stage up out there. Uh, you know, this whole thing from from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, it, it, by the time you're done, you're going to want to take a nap. So, yeah, man. Um, you talk about players. Will there be a draft between now and the start of, I guess, the 24 season? Or are you all strictly crowd uh, camps and free agents? It, it'll be it'll be camps and free agent driven. Uh, we won't have a draft of uh, the league. We're going to have a couple of trial camps here locally. Uh, the league is um, uh, facilitating two regional uh, tryout camps. Um, so there'll be a lot of opportunities to, to find some guys. Uh, the, the preference for uh, uh, Tam, uh, Tamara, uh, Nancy, and I is really to try to build this team with um, middle, local middle Tennessee, middle Tennessee kids. Uh, there's plenty of kids in this area that are incredible football players that you know come from where we are, that believe in what we believe, uh, and also, too, you bring in local kids, then, you know, their local fans want to come watch them play. So we really want to, uh, even from the coaching staff down, if we can, really want to try to, to to make this a local team that this city can can be extremely proud of. Greg, I am, let's say, cautiously optimistic about the yeah. relaunch of the Arena Football League. I have, I've been through it. Since 2000, I've had season tickets, or, or in, in 2000, I had season tickets in Birmingham and, and had them all the way through 2011 mm -hmm. in Huntsville. Mm -hmm. All right? So yep. please understand, I am an arena football aficionado. And I, <laughs> I am love it. prayerful that this thing goes off, you know, as, as planned. Yep. That being said, you know, what, what should people and – those who are either cautiously optimistic or even naysayers know about this league to feel comfortable about it actually kicking off in April of 2024. Well, I'll tell you, and, and, and you, you have every right to, to have those hesitations. I get it. Totally get it. Um, first of all, the dynamics are completely different. So I don't, obviously you remember the cats, the cats were the second most financially uh, successful franchise in the league. Uh, and they averaged, between 14 and 15,000 people a night uh, at their games. But the dynamics have changed. The population has grown immensely since then. Uh, we have the advent of social media and, you know, th that, that whole drive for social media. Uh, we've got online streaming. Um, and also we're finalizing a deal with, with uh, uh, online vetting for the AFL. So a lot of the dynamics have changed. Listen, when I moved back here from back here from Philadelphia, the three things that I never, ever thought I would compare to a city the size of Philadelphia is uh, the cost of housing, the traffic and the cost of parking downtown on lower broad parking downtown, man, costs so much. You've got to put it in a lay layaway. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> but you also have a downtown area where uh, in a major city where an entire street is is blocked off pretty much. 
you've got we're, we're the third most um, traveled entertainment city in the country. The, the dynamics have just completely changed. You know, when you can go from, you know, when I was a kid going downtown on Lower Broad on a Saturday at three o'clock and throw a bucket of rocks and not hit anybody to now for years, we've been the number number one bachelorette party in city in the country. You know, so uh, is it going to happen? Absolutely, it's going to happen. Uh, we are finalizing our um, uh, uh, TV and, 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 uh, and online generated uh, viewership here real soon. So you'll hear about that. It, it's definitely happening. And it's about definitely happening in uh, Nashville. Go ahead. I'm sorry. About 25 minutes ago, they also announced the Louisiana Voodoo coming yep. back that'll play in Lake Charles. So that's exciting. Yep. It's yep. A, a lot of a lot of new teams, a lot of old mm -hmm. teams, a lot of names yep. that folks are going to remember. But yep. the nostalgia is going to be there. And look, Municipal Auditorium is is a great venue and it has hosted indoor football in the last mm -hmm. four or five years. Uh, the, the Venom played there not too long mm -hmm. ago. So this is, I mean, mm -hmm. this is a perfect setup for you guys. And it, it, it really appears that that Lee Hutton has, has got his ducks in a row and, you know, kind of feels like he's done this the right way very yep. slowly and, and they've grown mm -hmm. exactly the way, want, the way they want to grow. Now, this is going to be a national league. This is going to be, you know, a, a very large league. So coast coast, obviously yeah. fans from across the country are going to want to come to Nashville. And that's what we're excited about, too. So, yep. Yep. man, and this is this is this is great stuff. I'm so looking forward to the cats. Can't wait for you guys to kick off and, and start, you know, putting together some stuff. And, and we'll be we will certainly be part of. Uh, absolutely keeping you guys in the in the in the forefront in the limelight because i'm all in good deal man i love it you guys come hang with us come to practices come to camp you know uh we want you to be part of the family because we want all of, of middle tennessee to know about this hey don't say it if you don't yeah. mean it we'll be there <laughs> we will be there we'll be there love it greg love johnson it. general manager of the nashville cats joining us here on main street sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint greg um what are your thoughts right now on James Franklin before we let you go? <laughs> um, one, uh, for us, he's done a great job. Uh, you know, he has come in and kind of continued that momentum that, that we've always had back when Joe with, you know, winning, kids going to class, getting meaningful degrees, staying out of the police blotter. Uh, you know, we're still getting 110,000 people, you know, for big games. Uh, we're, the stadium is still filling up every Saturday. Uh, he has done a heck of a job as a leader, as a CEO. Uh, we are wanting to get past that that little hurdle, that one little something that we need to get past uh, Michigan and Ohio State consistently. You know, we, we do it here and there, uh, but we're wanting to get that done. But trust me when I tell you, nobody complained when he got that that extension. And, uh, you know, like a lot of my, my teammates say, you know, if him, if not him, then who? Who else is going to win 10, 11 games every year for you? You. I, you know this. this We've been this is, saying that. Yeah, man. This this isn't for the for the faint of heart, brother. <laughs> SEC, Big Ten. If you got a coach that can win 10, 11 games for you, uh, the big boys are not leaving where they are. So you better stick with what you got. Because if you talk to coaches around the country, he they realize he's he's one of the big dogs. You know this isn't this isn't you know puppy love. He's he's legit. We we love you know his character, his personality. You know, he's that guy that, just as Joe did, he welcomes in all the former players. He wants us always to be involved with his current teams. Uh, he does several things during the course of the season, you know, to involve us. This summer he came down and uh, 
uh, had a, a gathering with uh, with the football lettermen here that live in, in Middle Tennessee. I had a great dinner at Urban Grove. So he's, you know, he's the right guy for us. Um, and, you know, that loss to, to Ohio State was heartbreaking. Uh, but at, at no point in time did we consider we need to go another direction because we are blessed with what we, with what we have. I can't think of anybody that can win 10, 11 games with the schedule that we play. It, it's unfortunate that you got all the big dogs in the in the Big Ten on, on one side, you know. So, it, but still, I remember. And if you don't mind, I remember going back uh, when uh, we were going through the coaching search, and a lot of my uh, friends here, you know, especially my Brentwood Academy friends, said, you know, when they heard that that uh, Penn State was being considered. Of course, at the time we were having our challenges, no one thought he'd leave Vanderbilt for Penn State. It's just not possible. And my response was always, let's see. I go into a kid's house if I'm recruiting. No slight to Vanderbilt because, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, Maurice, I actually was committed to those guys uh, uh, for a night. Um, and Coach McIntyre was my guy. But mm-hmm. you go into a, a kid's house and home and, and, you know, you present Vanderbilt, you got to beg a little bit. You present Penn State, you know, they just say, hey, you know, I'm taking a visit. So it's just the dynamics are different. You know, when you've got a, a 41,000 seat stadium, that, that, you know, that you can't fill up in a, in a game. And then you've got 110 that fills up when you turn the light on. And he's a homeboy. He's from, he's from Pennsylvania, from Philadelphia. So I, we're happy with him. And you won't get him back, Maurice. It, he's not coming. That that endorsement from, from a former player, that, that's, that's good to hear. So um, we appreciate it. I appreciate your, your sight on the cats and yeah, look forward to speaking to you again, Greg. Thanks. Sounds, hey, I'd, I'd love to come on anytime, guys. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Braves chat. We can do that now. We can. We're zero and zero. Now. Yeah, the, the, the embargo is off. The embargo is off. But, but they've, they've made some moves mm-hmm. and perhaps some more coming down the line. Hopefully, we'll talk about what we might like for Alex Anthopoulos to do, as well as what he has done to this point right mm-hmm. after this. So stick around. Main Street Sports Today is presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. 
Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao and Mo Patton here, and it's time to talk a little bit about the Atlanta Braves. I haven't done that in a while, but things are, well, changing, while they also stay the same. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And first off, the awards for Ronald Acuna Jr. just keep piling up. Mm -hmm. as we all knew they were going to and as they should. So congrats to Ronnie uh, on that. Um, but Alex Anthopoulos has been doing some things over the last couple of days since he's been allowed to. Joe Jimenez, three-year deal. How you feeling? It depends on which Joe Jimenez we signed, I guess. No, um, uh, second half of the season, he was really solid. Um, seemed to be a pretty vital piece of that bullpen. And I don't know, with, with as many question marks as it looks like we may have regarding the starting pitching, the more answers we can get in the pen, the better off we're probably going to be. So getting him... Um, extended or re-signed, um, getting Pierce Johnson yep. redone, I think is good as well. And um, because he looked good, you know, pretty much the entire time once he came over from Colorado. Two years, 14.25 guaranteed, $7 million club option for 26. That includes a $250,000 buyout. He'll make seven in 24 and 25 and has agreed to donate 1% of his salary to the Atlanta Braves Foundation. That's what we like to see, baby. There we go. That's Pierce Johnson that you're talking about. That's right. Jimenez signed a three-year $26 million deal, so that's coming in at just under $9 million a year. Um, Call Heather and tell her because Pierce, uh, Pierce Johnson, a draftee of Missouri State. Mm, the Bears. How about that? That's pretty cool. Wonder if he's making any donations to them. I bet, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Pierce Johnson and, and and Joe Jimenez. I mean, like you said, I think you know, locking up a couple of guys who gave you really good innings throughout the year last year uh, gives you some some stability in that bullpen. I think AJ Minter's probably next on the list. Should be next on. The list. Well, he's already signed for twenty four, so <laughs> right, you'd but, be looking at an extension for him, but. Which Iglesias, Mentor, Jimenez, Johnson, Nick Anderson, mm -hmm. Ben Heller, who I think I just saw um, rejected um, his assignment to AAA. 
Um, so darn. Yeah, well, um, Dysbell, Hernandez, Tyler Matzik, Dylan Lee, Jackson Stevens, and Michael Tonkin are all potential relief prospects for the Braves in 24. Um, I think Jesse Chavez has opted for free agency. Um, that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I mean, he'll be back. <laughs> like Jesse, listen, I know, I know you think, dude. Look I, at your numbers here, and look at your numbers everywhere else. Everywhere. Unless they're going to let you wear a Braves uniform wherever you pitch, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be so great for you. Um, Kirby Yates, Brad Hand, and Colin McHugh each have club options that would need to be exercised by Monday or else they will become free agents. Um, I'm thinking, I don't think McHugh's option gets exercised. Yates and Hand are probably 50-50. Yates is getting, yeah, they're, 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 they're exercising Yates. They're absolutely 100% Kirby Yates will be an Atlanta Brave in 2025. And he should be. I know, I know, but I'm telling you, Kirby Yates was very, very good for the Braves. That's all I'm saying. I mean. Kirby Yates wasn't always very good for the Braves. Okay, but that's, that's, that's relief pitching, right? I mean, that's just, you know. You have to you have to take relief pitchers in their roles, and you know Kirby's never going to be a never going to be a closer at least not for us. He obviously was for San Diego, but he did you know three two eight ERA seven and two which whatever, <laughs> but he doesn't give up a lot of hits. He doesn't give up a lot of runs. He does you know he he does walk some people. That that's but you know what? In Atlanta, who doesn't? <laughs> Seriously. Like, I don't know. We, we don't have any relievers in the last five years who don't walk people. Oh, by the way, Tyler Matzik. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I expect Kirby Yates will be, will be a brave. I think the bullpen is pretty solid after they exercise that option. And then you go to the starting rotation. I mean, there are two question marks there. One, do you sign Charlie Morton if he wants to come back? Do you do you exercise the twenty million option for Charlie Morton? And that's a heck of a question, like the twenty million dollar question, I guess. <laughs> My only concern with it is, you know, he's he's been banged up for you know for a year. He he, he was never super. You know, it wasn't never 100% healthy in 22. Then got hurt last year. So, you know, is he going to be able to give you a full season? But is the intangible part of what he brings to your bull, to, to your bullpen and your starting lineup, you know, worth it? And that's a good question. I mean, having that veteran in the dugout, in the clubhouse, you know, similar to what um, what they say the guy from Philadelphia did for Max Freed um, in the short time that he was here in 20. Uh, Cole Hamels? Yes. 
So pitch three that, innings. Yeah, that's a theory. So talk so. Um. <laughs> and in left field, mm-hmm. there is a question mark. There is. Even though you had, you have Gold Glove finalist Eddie Rosario still under contract. Did you see the, the guy who said, "Listen, I got a guy who hit 20 home runs and plays Gold Glove defense. What you got for him?" And uh, like, if you don't know it's Eddie Rosario, <laughs> you would. You, first off, we didn't know if it was Eddie Rosario. We'd be like, "Why, why are you trading him?" Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, why, why? Why is he available? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's all my, about perspective. But here's my question: Why? Why is Bray's country so down on Eddie Rosario? Because I, I don't. I don't see it. I think. Uh, I think it's the one place where we're not great. He is he is the weakest link in a very short list of weak links. You are the weakest link. And and and, and there's and again, <laughs> being the weakest link on this team is not necessarily a knock. Doesn't make you a weak link. Right. Nest You're just the weakest link among on this team. Yeah among some pretty dadgum strong links. <laughs> and so, you know. Well, and I mean, when they say you're only as strong as your weakest link. Yeah, is that true? Well, I mean, I, I, I just don't know. I, I don't necessarily comprehend the Rosario hate. I, again. Now, I maybe you want somebody out there that you can put out there every day. I don't know. Oh, um, Pilar. He, Pilar also and Chavez are the only two mm-hmm. free agents we have. Yeah. Well, so, Listen, we don't have enough time to get into this, but I do want to make you aware of something that was said on, and I know this is ridiculous, but on uh, Mad Dog Russo's show. The retired Mad Dog Russo? Yeah, the, 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 the supposed to be retired. I thought he, Mad Dog Russo. he's still on the air. He is, and he had Rob Manford on. And Rob Manfred said, speaking of retired, said mm-hmm. that it's hard to watch a postseason where a team like the Braves, who finished 14 games ahead of the Phillies, lose to them and not think that something's wrong. Wow. So mm. now. He certainly. Wow. He, he he did say, you know, uh, I don't know the week. I don't know what we can change. How long it would take to change? It would. It takes thirty seconds to change. You just you just change it. But his his. I will say that the fact that he acknowledged that. He was most pretty significant. Yeah. He he was he was much more open to the idea of receding. Hmm. Oh, good. That can be Mad Dog Russo's parting gift to us. I'm just saying. As he rides off into the I, sunset. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying that that did happen. Yeah. So, oh. Anyway. Um, Thank you for bringing that to my attention because I would not have known it. Because it was Mad Dog Russo and it was Rob Manford. Exactly. But yeah, I, I, I saw it, thought you might want to hear it. It's good knowledge. 
We'll take a quick break. Terry McCormick on the other side with the top of the hour Titans report. Stick around. Since 1975, the Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. I'm hearing you. Can you hear me? We can. We can. I heard you then. All right, good. It's your Zen Sports Daily Titans report. And guys, uh, Mike Vrabel was quizzed today about Will Levis being the starting quarterback going forward. And uh, he's going to use this mini buy that uh, they have uh, following last night's loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers to, uh, I guess, evaluate the depth charts, shall we say. and said he would have more information for us on Tuesday. I think some of the, he said not only at quarterback, but in the secondary and on the offensive line where they're now dealing with several injuries. So uh, he would not commit to Will Levis being the guy, but uh, this is the first time I think that he's come out and said, not said that Ryan Tannehill is the guy no matter what. So, Take that for what it's worth. Yeah. And again, as I said, the guy who threw the game-ending interception and did not throw a touchdown pass is the one guy, is the quarterback from last night people are most excited about. Go figure. Uh, this, this is pretty great news if you're Will Levis and probably for Titans fans to see Mike Vrabel kind of backing off the it's, it's Ryan Tannehill when he's healthy. Yeah, I mean – now, that's not to say it won't be Ryan Tannehill. We all know how Brable sure. operates and how much he trusts his veteran guys. But, you know, when you look at this situation realistically, this team is three and five. Uh, they're probably – they would need a serious, serious run to have any shot at winning the AFC South, even though they do have five division games left. If they ran the table with those, they might have a, a shot to win it. But Jacksonville's got a pretty good lead on them right now. and then. As far as a wild card goes, yes, you can still get a wild card, but when you start talking about tiebreakers with Baltimore or Pittsburgh or Cleveland, those are already out the window. You wouldn't have it over the Chargers, and you would have it over Cincinnati. But, uh, you know, to me, it looks like that, you know, obviously the future of this franchise is probably with Will Levis. Brian Tannehill's contract is up. 
So to my way of thinking, I think you need to get Will Levis as many snaps as possible. You know, even though, like you said, he didn't throw a touchdown pass last night, he did throw the game-ending interception. Uh, that was a bit of a desperate situation. But I tell you, I like yeah. the way he hung in against that Steelers defense in that type of hostile environment. I, you know, he made some rookie mistakes, but he wasn't rattled. It wasn't, the moment wasn't too big for him, I didn't think. But he did well. And again, I have no issue with Will Levis going forward at this point. I mean, you got to you got to find out whatever you're going to find out. So, all right, Terry, it's a long week, but back at it next week. So, looking forward to it. Tell us about Zen Sports. All right, gladly says, hey, Nashville, you've been hearing me talk about Zen Sports, a new sports betting app exclusively in Tennessee for the last few months, and I'm excited to share with you some big news. Now, when you sign up for a Zen Sports account, you will receive a $1,000 no-danger first wager. That's right. When you place your first bet in Zen Sports, you can be reimbursed for the amount of your first bet up to $1,000 maximum if the bet loses. And there's more good news. Zen Sports is rolling out its new VIP rewards program. The new VIP Rewards program will allow top tier customers to earn more bonuses, comps, and perks. The VIP program is by invite only. So if you feel that your Zen Sports play qualifies for VIP consideration, please check out the program details and apply online at zensports.com slash VIP. No other sports book will offer you premier sports betting experience with 24-7 top-tier customer support and faster withdrawals like Zen Sports does. So what are you waiting for? Get going and download their app at zensports.com today. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. You must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. Smiles. These are the healthy smiles of real Delta Dental members. Folks with access to the nation's largest network of dentists and low deductible plans with 100% preventive care coverage, all backed by over 65 years of expertise. Go online or give us a call to learn about affordable individual plans that meet your needs. 1-855-844-0445. It's the biggest racing show of the year, Friday through Sunday, November 3rd through 5th at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Six fast-paced divisions of racing on the quarter mile Friday night. Pole qualifying in three big feature events Saturday night. And the Curb Records Big Machine Vodka Spike Coolers Fall American 400 on Sunday afternoon. Racing starts at 6.30 Friday, 5 o'clock Saturday, and 1 o'clock Sunday. Tickets available at NashvilleFairgroundSpeedway.Racing or at the gate on race day. It's the 39th All-American 400 weekend, Friday through Sunday, November 3rd through 5th. Get your tickets now. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao and Maurice Patton here on this Friday. We are going to be talking a little bit about college football in a little bit. But for now, we have Teresa Walker to help us 
dissect last night's Titans-Steelers game a little bit farther from. And Teresa, it was an interesting ball game. How do you feel like this Titans team performed overall? Well, I think that they're going to be kicking themselves because if Ty J. Spears does not fall there at the, uh, you know, when Will Levis is trying to find him, he was wide open. And it was almost like he twisted himself up. And I've seen some people on social media say, oh, well, he's trying not to give Levis credit. And it's like, people, calm down. Will Levis is a confident, maybe say cocky young man. He does not need his tires pumped at all. And uh, the fact, you know, this is a game that, I mean, think about this. Yes, we know how much they have not won on the road, but they've only been blown out twice, okay, in these games uh, dating back to to last year. So the challenge at this point is, you know, just finding a way to make one or two, maybe three plays a game. That, That toss to Spears, I think if they score that touchdown there, that they win the game in Pittsburgh, a place that, you know, did you hear the stat on TV last night that rookie quarterbacks, well, now I guess they're 1-14 in 14 going into uh, that stadium against Mike Tomlin, but and the one guy to win, some guy named Dak Prescott. So uh, it's not an easy place to go and play and win. And I'm, you know, this team is close. But that's the problem with the NFL. You can be close, but you've got to find a way to finish the deal. And now the Titans have a mini-buy, and we'll see what they can do from here. You talk about finding ways to finish the deal, Teresa. And, you know, one of the knocks on Will Levis, and, and I'm not trying to cast aspersions. I'm just stating fact. One of the knots on Will Levis coming out of Kentucky was his relative, I don't want to say carelessness, but his penchant for sometimes putting the ball in harm's way, pointing back to that four-pick game against UT his senior year. I mean, was what we saw on the final play of the game that? Or, I mean, you can you can frame it up as, trying to make a play, but he's late in the middle of the, of the field, and that rarely leads to success, particularly for young quarterbacks. Mo, do you, yeah, that, at the end of his second start, he was picked off trying to force the ball into a tough situation. Uh, I don't think that was the quarterback we saw in his senior year against Tennessee, that quarterback who was playing hurt with an injury that doctors told him, dude, you could take off. And, you know, this is the kind of injury that you, you, you know, not playing through it would be a good thing. So I don't have a problem with that. Uh, and do you know who, what he does have more of? Touchdown passes. He has four touchdown passes in his first game. And the veteran that uh, Mike Rabel, you know, started the season with has two touchdown passes. And, you know, he's got six interceptions. So it's like, I, I, you know, at this point, I think that Levis was trying to make a play at the end of the game and, you know, maybe forced it in a little bit. But I've been impressed by, I, I mean, I, I needed to see what Will Levis brought to the table. 
I have seen it. I see a cocky, confident young man, and maybe some of that cockiness is why I think that, you know, again, I'll go back to, you know, people are mad at Rabel for not, you know, throwing rose petals at his feet. Come on. It's a simple matter that, you know, they've got a lot of issues still on this team, and we saw them last night. He was sacked four times, and every one of the offensive linemen, except for Aaron Brewer, went down and missed at least a snap, okay? Daniel Brunskill goes off, gets his ankle tape, gets back in the game, finishes of that. And, I mean, Andre Dillard, a guy that, ooh, we thought John Robinson whiffed on some stuff, and, and I see why Rand Carthon signed Andre Dillard, but yowza, that's, that's, a, that's a signing that looks as bad as any that John Robinson did. So, at this point, I'm thinking – you know, they, they need to see who, you know, and, and Mike Brabel, when I asked, is, will Levis shown you enough to be your starter? And he's like, he wasn't ready to talk about that. I think we talk about it on Tuesday. I personally think that you're going to have some growing pains, but Will Levis, I mean, quick release, he's got a strong arm, uh, he, he's dumping the ball off, throwing it out of bounds, putting it at the feet of a receiver to avoid penalties. I, I like what I'm seeing out of this young man right now. And it feels like, you know, I go back to mid-October 2019 when Mike Vrabel pulled the plug on Marcus Mariota, who was the number two pick overall for this franchise, made the switch to Ryan Tannehill. It feels like we're at another point where that's the decision that has to I mean, I think it's kind of obvious at this point. I mean, everyone can see it. And are, are there going to be some mistakes? Yes. Uh, do I need to point out how many interceptions Peyton Manning had his rookie year? Uh, but I, I, I mean, one interception through two starts and the one interception at the end of the game on the road in Pittsburgh, I'll take that. Well, there were five defenders in the end zone. I'm not sure exactly where he was going to be able to throw it that wasn't going to be. Now, I don't know that I would have chosen to throw it to the guy he threw it to. I think I would have given somebody like DeAndre or Chris Moore a chance in the corner of the end zone, which is who they had on the outside. But other than that, I mean, you can't. I mean, what is what was he going to do? It's it's Everybody knew you were throwing it to the end zone. It, it's a Hail Mary, basically. Just from 19 yards out, so you didn't even have the the uh, the luxury of just bunching up and hoping somebody tapped it around. It was just an unfortunate situation. Um, that being said, Andre Dillard one sack, seven pressures, NPL nine according to Next Gen Stats. Well, this is from PFF. Well, Next Gen Stats is tied in with the league, and they've got those little devices that the players wear during the game. So uh, that, that's the stat that I used in my analysis today. NPF had 10 pass block snaps, gave up th a, a sack and, and three pressures, according to PFF. Well, uh, and NPF was sidelined and played about 14 snaps total. I, guys, he came back into the game. Is, with is his it all okay? Yeah. We'll, we'll know more Tuesday. I mean, Mike okay. Rabel made it very clear that they've got to get some MRI exams. And they've got yeah. to, you know, he credited Daniel Brunskill with gutting it through a game. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and if you saw the video that Teron Davenport posted, he was limping pretty good with that heavily taped right ankle. 
I mean, this offensive, I mean, Aaron Brewer is the only guy who didn't go down during that game last night. So, I mean, you know, it, you know we're, we could nitpick that last pick by uh, Will Levis, but the fact of the matter that he survived that game is a point in his favor for me. Well, and here's this is my, my my question or my point, I guess, was at what point is Dylan Radins going to get to play? Because well, he, he clearly, I mean, can, I, he deserves to be on the field far more than any of the other three guys that I just mentioned. Well, he was on there. Uh, I think we're going to find out. Uh, Mike Vrabel did make it clear that it sounds like they're going to have to, you know, whether it's injury, play, whatever, it looks like there's going to be some changes to the depth chart uh, when we get to talk to him again next on Tuesday. You know, so they're really taking advantage of this mini buy to give the players the day off, so uh, or an extra day off to rest up for the the final two road games of this three-game road swing, and you know, especially coming off a short week. So uh, I, I, we'll see. I mean, you know, Dylan Radens, Jalen Duncan. I mean, you know, they're apparently the coaches are liking that young man, and he came in and didn't do too badly. So. I think that they've got to look at their other options because uh, right now they are they are giving up 3.6 sacks per game. That's too much. Well, and 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 that's kind of this is my argument to Ryan Tannehill may be the better option is because otherwise Will Levis may not make it to year two. Well, uh, exactly. You want to avoid David Caritis, uh, you know, for a flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I, I saw the pocket collapsing around Will Levis last night and him staying there and delivering a strike to Kyle Phillips. I mean, you know, this is one advantage of uh, Will Levis playing through his senior year at Kentucky after all those guys went to the NFL, the, the linemen who had, you know, had him being discussed as a possible number one overall pick for 2022. If he came out, uh, he played behind a bad line last year. So he kind of knows what to do, and he's healthy. So, uh, you know, this is the thing. You can't have it both ways. You can't, you know, let Levis play, let him get experience, and not take and a not chance. And not get sacked. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it is a conundrum for sure, but, I mean, I, I – I tend to agree with you, Teresa. I think at this point you need to just roll with Levis for better or for worse. And worst case scenario, you go out and try to get another quarterback in what appears to be a QB deep draft in 24. Hey, guys, at this point, I, I, I it's two starts, uh, you know, eight quarters. So it's a very tiny sample size. That yeah, we're said, just saying that if he's dead. Well, if he's dead, if he's dead. But that's the beauty of this thing is it gives them a chance to, you know, you, you can see Levis, you can get him the experience, and then you can either go get an, a, a tackle, safety, a speedy, big, wide receiver. I mean, this is the thing. They're going to have, you know, right now the second most cap space next year. And, you know, for people who I, – I was seeing the tweets last night, this franchise is cheap – baloney they gave a huge contract to jeffrey simmons just this off season they gave a big one to harold landry a year ago 
The problem is Harold Landry is still coming back from an ACL. He's not quite what he was when he had the 12 sacks that earned him that big deal. Jeffrey Simmons, uh, I've seen flashes of what he can be, and I'm waiting for more of that. We saw it last week against Atlanta, two sacks, a strip sack. Where's that guy every week, okay? Um, a defense that was number one in the NFL against the run last year has now been gashed for well over 100 yards in four consecutive games. They gave up 166 yards rushing to the Steelers last night. Did not get to Kenny Pickett once. Now, I know that they were doing lots of bubble screens, but, you know, seriously, they were running past the offensive linemen and kind of like looking around like, where, 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 where'd the ball go? Where'd the ball go? Well, you know, so it's like it, Titans got a lot of things they need to clean up and fix, and yet they're, they're one score away in four of their five losses. So it's like, you know, it, that's the thing about the NFL. Close can kill you. And, and another stat, I don't know if you noticed it off the Amazon Prime broadcast last night, Titans lead the NFL. They have played 31 undrafted players this year. 13 have that. started games for them. And, and seven have started, what, six plus? Or? Yeah, seven, seven undrafted starters or seven undrafted players have started at least six games. That's most in the NFL. The, ne the next closest, four. So, you know, four starts for NFL teams. So it's like this roster is paying the price for the, you know, for the mistakes of John Robinson. And you can't, Rand Carthon, Mike Vrabel could not clean that mess up in one off season. They didn't have enough cap space. They didn't have enough draft picks. So the fact that four of the five losses have been by one score, I mean, tells me that, you know, just to, you know, hit right on two or three other things, clean up some mistakes, and, yeah, protect the quarterback a little bit better. And, they I mean, you know, DeAndre Hopkins has already got more yards receiving on fewer passes than Robert Woods did all of last season, and that's through eight games. So they're doing some things better. They just need to do a few more things a little bit better. And, 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 and I'll say this, they've got a schedule down the stretch Five of seven at home where they're undefeated. I'm not counting the London game. I'm counting that as a road game, okay? I'm sorry. Uh, and then, you know, five divisional games. There's still time to get things right. And that's where these Titans are right now. Yeah, there's, there, there's time to get it, to get it right. But, but, you know, I'm thinking that time is two years, three years. Oh, and come on, Chris. It's the NFL, baby. You well, spend right, you can be back next year. Sure, sure. And, and, and the Titans have eight draft picks and $100 million to spend. I, I just, I think it's possible that they could certainly be very good next year if, if Will Levis plays, you know, to the potential that, you know, a second-round quarterback should play. But yeah, I don't think you can, you know, you can put that, pressure necessarily on him I, i'm just saying that I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like 25 is a realistic you know hey we're really going to start competing for number one seeds again i'm not i, I mean i don't think this team's going to be bad for two years i think they're going to be you know middle of the road for two years 
Chris, has being the number one seed done this franchise well? No, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like, competing for at that level, at the, at the 12, 13 win level. I, I mean, especially in this division that, that seemingly is getting better. Wait a minute. Didn't a wild card team just win the World Series in baseball? No, let's not talk about it. Okay, sorry. But the fact of the matter is the only thing that matters in any any sport is getting in the playoffs and what you do once you get there. That's all that matters. And that's all the Titans need to be worried about trying to do. Don't be shooting for seeds. Trying, You're trying to win games and you're trying to get in the playoffs. And then once you're in the playoffs, it's all about what happens there. That's all, that's all, that's all that sports is about. I mean, you know, when they unveiled those college football playoff rankings on Tuesday night, I think the person who was happiest most, Kirby Smart, just like he was a year ago. Ooh, we're not number one. We got something to go for, baby. And that, you know, you don't have to shoot for the Super Bowl in, the, in March when you're, you know, spending that cap space or in April when you're drafting or even when you kick off the season. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe I have covered this league a little bit too long. But, you know, I, I've covered this franchise as a one seed where it did them absolutely no good. The only thing that matters is get in, win games, if, try to have a home game to, to save yourself a little travel, a little wear and tear on the body. But, you know, win, baby. As Al Davis famously once said, just win. That's all that matters at the time of the year when it matters most. All right, so I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. That I, 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 that I see, again, this is from Twitter people, but I don't necessarily disagree. And, and I mentioned it last night. Mike Vrabel is a top 10 coach. We agree with that. We agree that Mike Vrabel is a top 10 coach in the NFL. I, I think I think top eight. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's certainly top third. In the NFL, I don't think there's, I don't think any of us would, would disagree with that. But his biggest problem to this point has been hiring assistant coaches. Is there a chance that someone else steps in and helps him with those personnel decisions? Or is Tim Kelly the guy? Well, I've seen creativity. I mean, we saw it last night. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, if uh, Derrick Henry wasn't covered, I mean, that he was going to throw a pass to Derrick Henry. That's creativity. We saw That Chris was Burke. definitely creative. <laughs> we saw it was even creative with, once even once Derrick was covered, it was creative. I mean, but but yeah, and he got saw, 5 yards out of that. I mean, that was As soon as I right? saw that throw go backwards to DeAndre, I'm like, "Oh, we getting ready to get funky right here." <laughs> yeah. You know. So, yeah. I saw, and, and don't forget, not only did we see Derrick Henry in the King Cat where he picked up a, a great run, he also was in the King Cat and handed off to Ty J. Spears, uh, getting them both on the field, you know, which former offensive coordinators under Mike Vrabel struggled to do. Uh, you, know, Mike, uh, you know, his predecessor, Mike Malarkey, struggled with that when they had Deion Lewis. They were trying to do, you know, trying to, you know, they made it too obvious. They telegraphed some stuff. Well, I'm seeing that being mixed up where you've got both of those guys on the field. That shows creativity. Guys, this offensive line 
I don't think, and, and, and the fact that Traylon Burks, you know, and, and thank God Mike Vrabel said that uh, he's in the concussion protocol. He was knocked out briefly last night, and uh, that's the second time within a year that Traylon Burks has been knocked out. I, I don't think that that's the problem. I think it still goes back to personnel, the Jimmy and the Joes. Well, I, that's why I wanted to ask the question, because I wanted someone – with that, that, that is more respected <laughs> than, than I to give that answer. Because I, I, I don't think that Tim Kelly is a bad offensive coordinator. I think he, he made a poor play call on third and four last night. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, but I, I mean, if the offensive line blocks and executes, then it's a great play call, right? So <laughs> there's that. Well, and the way the offensive linemen were going down, I mean, at one point when Dylan Raidens got into the game early, one of the first guys he actually blocked, Nick Westbrook-Akine, okay? And then he, <laughs> but he ended up, from what I saw, PFF gave him one of the top five offensive grades. So, you know, so it's like, you know, when your offensive linemen are literally going down every other play, I yeah. mean, it was ridiculous at one point. I was helping my colleague in, in Pittsburgh trying to keep track of it because it was literally, is he back in? Is he back in? Because, you know, it was like, our, I, I, I have not seen a game where that many Titans offensive linemen went down that I can ever recall. And we, I mean, last year, it, I thought it was bad, you know, but th <laughs> that, that game last night was ridiculous. So give Will Levis, give Tim Kelly, give Mike Brabel a little bit of credit, people. I would agree with you. Teresa, as always, it's a pleasure. We look forward to talking with you again soon. And hopefully it will be after the Titans get a road, a win away from Nissan Stadium for the first time in a year. Uh, well, November 17th was their last road win. So in Green Bay. And so they've got, they've got a chance before that. Next uh, November 12th, they are at uh, Carolina. Oh, Tampa Bay, excuse me. Hey. Uh, so we'll see. And extra rest usually means mm -hmm. a Braves dub. We'll see. God <laughs> knows they need it. No doubt. Teresa, thanks. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, some mm -hmm. news from Matt Fortuna. Nope. Matt Fortuna from inside the zone. You're saying it's, I'm asking you. You're saying this this is not confirmed. I, I, I'm not. Well, these this is from Matt Fortuna. His sources, and again, Matt Fortuna covers college football, so take this as you will. His sources say that Kevin Mawa and other coaches at Lipscomb Academy are out. He is not the only person who says they have sources. Uh, Jamie Holland has, uh, has, has retweeted said sources. We've not confirmed it. We will attempt to confirm we it. We are efforting. And if we get confirmation one way or the other, we will let you know. But we wanted to let you know that there is a report out there and that we have not confirmed it. That being said, we'll let you know when we know. On the other side of the break, we're going to do some college football. So stick around. We'll pick some games against the spread right after this on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint.
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, and we are bringing in Justin Kulik, who's been on the controls for the day. Justin, what's up? Hello, hello. Got some picks to make here. Thought you might want to join us. Let's do it. How we do last week? Hang on just a second, I'll tell you. We are, yeah. We're still efforting to confirm this Matt Fortuna tweet. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that's all it is at this Now point. that it's out there. Um, so last week, Justin went 5-5, five 6-5 and five, six and five with the bonus pick of UT minus 3.5 against Kentucky. UT covered by 6. Um, Justin's misses were, as were all of ours. Oklahoma covering 10.5 against Kansas. Um, Justin also missed BYU 
a 17 and a half point underdog at Texas who lost 35-6. Um, let's see. We all missed Wisconsin covering 14 and a half against Ohio State by the hook. Um, no, I'm sorry. We all got that. I was going to say, we, yeah, we got, I got, we got, we got that. Okay. No, um, Justin and I missed Utah against Oregon. Mm-hmm. We all missed Tulane against Rice. Mm-hmm. And we all missed Colorado State against Air Force, which stayed undefeated but did not cover. Wait a minute. They did. No, Colorado State covered. Um, Colorado but, State did not cover. There we go. Thank you. Because Arizona State was an 11 and a half point favorite and won by 17. Yeah. We picked Colorado State to lose by less than that. We did. did not. Yeah. So again, Justin's five and five, six and five with the bonus. Chris was five and five as well, six and five with the bonus game. I was six and four because I took Florida State to cover 20 and a half. You took Wake in that one. I did. Um, um, yeah, and that's basically it. You took Oregon while both Justin and I took Utah. I did take Oregon, yes. And you took Florida while yeah, Justin and I stupid. took Georgia. Yeah. Just, so, yeah. It happens. Anyway. Never trust the Gators. <laughs> um, Justin and I are 44 and 46 each. With the bonus games, Justin is 51 and 47. I am 49 and 49. You are 43 and 47. With the bonus games, you are 49 and 49. So that's where we're at. Yeah, bonus games are, are picking me up. There we go. Thank God. Conveniently so. We'll take them. All right. Well, we start with 11 o'clock kickoffs. Mm-hmm. Big noon kickoff, technically. I guess. No, this is on CBS. This is part of the triple header tomorrow. CBS triple header tomorrow. Triple decker. Gotta love that. We'll start in the Big Ten. Ohio State number one Buckeyes. Mm -hmm. These these rankings are college football. (laughs) Number one Ohio State at the fighting Greg Shianos Uh and Rutgers. Which means most taking Ohio State. 20 and a half? 18 and a half. Which just makes it that much easier to exactly. take Ohio to State. Take Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm going Buckeyes for sure. Y'all? I too am going to mm. take the Buckeyes. I would hope. <laughs> Next. Yeah, we already know what you're taking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eleven o'clock. This one is the big noon kickoff for uh, big noon kickoff, but it's in the Central Time Zone, so it's kicking off at eleven a.m. local time. Hmm? Uh, Texas at home, number seven Longhorns taking on number twenty-three ranked Kansas State. Oh, yeah. The line five and a half. Hmm. Five and a half is an interesting line. Five and a half is an interesting line. Quinn Ewers is out, I think. You said Texas, Kansas State? Mm-hmm. Hmm. In Austin. Okay. Let me grab Texas. I'm going to go Texas. That is where the general public sits. You know, I, I just don't think um, 
Was it Malik Murphy? That is his last name. That is his last name. Isn't yes. It? And I didn't think he played badly against BYU. Uh, with a game under his belt and at home, I don't. I don't think there's any reason Texas won't win by at least a touchdown. So I'm taking the Longhorns. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Texas as well. The more I look through these previews here. All right, 1.30 kick on CBS Sports Network. Give me the service academies. Mm -mm. Air Force, 25th ranked Falcons at home against Army. 18 and a half points to the line. Army at Air Force, but 18 and a half. I wonder if there will be a sentiment for the Air Force to let up on Army. But I think they can let up and still score win by three touchdowns. Probably. I'm Army's taking not Air very Force. Good. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Army. I think the game's going to be a one score. Okay. Air Force got me last week not doing it again. Picked Colorado State. Air mm -hmm. Force got me. Not doing it. You take it, Air Force. Give me the Falcons. All right. All right. Game number two of the CBS triple header. 230. Number 12, Missouri at number two, Georgia. The line is 16 and a half points. <laughs> Bulldogs all day. Ooh. Interesting. All day. All day. I told all day long. Just because I feel like Kirby Smart and this coaching staff are going to remind them of last year. Now, I don't know if this Georgia team is better than last year's Georgia team, but I think that Missouri team really stunned them in Como early. I think Georgia is going to try to put this one to bed as quickly as possible. I like the Bulldogs to cover. Oh man, I just can't see it. I can't. I can't do it. I'm gonna have to go Missouri. It's it's more about I'm not sure if they can stop Brady Cook and Luther Burden. Thirty-eight to twenty-one is a Georgia cover. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's gonna be. I don't think. I don't think that's gonna be the case. I just don't. I'm thinking more like 31-24. I'm thinking 31-17 at worst. So, all right, 2:30 also on Fox is and that's only that's yeah, that that was number 4. Here's number 5. Mm -hmm. Penn State. The <laughs> Greg Johnsons. Yeah, we are the fighting Greg Johnsons. There we go. Traveling to the reeling Maryland Terrapins. Maryland, a ten and a half point home dog. As much as you like them, I don't think this is no. a home dog for you, Mo. No, I don't believe it is. Uh, I think Maryland got off to a nice start and has kind of come back down to earth. I'm... Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Greg Johnsons here. <laughs> uh, 
you I know, mean, no, no shame in losing to Ohio State by twenty. I mean, you know, they're at Ohio State thirty to seventeen, but thirty-seven seventeen. But then you lose to Illinois and Northwestern, and it's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. So, because I mean, they were they were pretty well dominating people up to that point. They had beaten. You know, they beat Virginia 42-14, Michigan State 31-9, Indiana 44-17, and then they just stopped being good. Like, And and Ohio State can tend to do that, kind of like Alabama will break you. Ohio State has that potential, and uh-huh. so I'm going to go with Penn State here. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, five more games. And a bonus. So stick around. Main Street Sports Stage presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Be back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in. We've got five more games to pick here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Looking forward to getting these next five out there because we get to start with perhaps the final iteration of Bedlam. Hmm. Over 100 years of playing, played before they were even, before Oklahoma was even a state. So, do you know there were three rivalries that included college football games that took place before their two teams were actually states? 
I only, uh, I think I only know one other one, but there are three. I remember that. Um, so see if you can name them and I'll tell you hmm. the one that I know. I don't know. Washington, Washington State. I don't think that's it. Oregon, Oregon State. No, but you're close. Same, we're in the right conference. Arizona, Arizona State. That's correct. That's the one that that that's the one that I know. <laughs> the other one, I think, maybe Utah and Utah State, but I'm not entirely sure. About mm -hmm. that. Uh, hmm. Interesting. But yes, that one was was uh, this one was played before Oklahoma became an actual state. Where now, is this one being played? It's in Stillwater. In Stillwater. 22nd ranked Cowboys welcome the ninth ranked Sooners and Oklahoma State a six and a half point underdog. This is a tough one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go OSU on this one. <laughs> I'm going to go Oklahoma. It may not be the smartest pick. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with Justin here. I'm going to go Oklahoma State, and honestly, it's it it everything in my body is telling me that Oklahoma State should cover here, and that's why I'm taking it, which is why I should not take it. <laughs> but they're at home; they feel cheated because Oklahoma's leaving and Bedlam ends. And Bedlam I'm, doesn't have to end because Oklahoma is leaving. Oklahoma State is choosing to end Bedlam and use that as an excuse that Oklahoma is leaving. They play out of conference games. It would be okay. That's certainly one way to look at it, mm -hmm. potentially. Maybe not. I, I Look, we don't know if Oklahoma said no. Colin, look at me. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, I I feel like this was a Mike Gundy move entirely. I don't. Now, know. I mean, you're right. We don't know, but that's that's my perception of the situation. But also, Oklahoma's been terrible against inferior competition. They lost to Kansas on the road. They beat Texas. Yeah. Neutral site. I don't Not know. inferior competition, though. No, but, I mean, they, 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 they didn't cover against Cincinnati. They didn't cover against UCF. Which right. may be all the more reason. Maybe. I, and that's what I'm saying. Everything points to Oklahoma State's covering here, which means Oklahoma's probably going to win by five touchdowns. Not five, maybe three. Anyway, yep. Cal at Oregon, sixth-ranked Ducks at home, twenty-three. Yeah, this is a twenty-three and a half point favorite. Are the Ducks on the Pac-12 Network at four thirty? So, well, will we ever know who wins the game? Twenty-three and a half. That's correct. Oh, good lord! Uh, quack, quack, quack. Cal's bad. You say quack, quack. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll go, go Ducks. Got gotcha. you. 
23 just seems like a, a good number, but I think it's going to be a lot more than that. So give me the Ducks. I'm taking the Ducks as well. 23 is kind of scary, but I'm taking the Ducks. All right, folks. 6.30 on NBC. Tune in. Number three, Michigan. 32.5 point favorites against Purdue. This is where? It's in Michigan. Okay, Purdue. At Michigan. At Michigan. 32 and a half is the line. And we don't know. We don't know if Michigan has produced signs or not, right? We do know that Purdue has complete, says they have completely changed their terminology. 32 and a half is a lot. That's so many points. I, mean, I, I would go Purdue if they could guarantee that they'll play. I saw the sign whenever Michigan takes the field. <laughs> the, take the world's largest drum with it. <laughs> I'm, yes, exactly. I'm, I'm taking Purdue. 30 points is so many. I'm going to go Michigan now still. <laughs> no, I understand. I'm going Purdue because I think Michigan only has been winning because of having signs and – Give me, I, I, don't I don't think, think they've only been winning because I'm about, of that. I'm talking about the way that the, the way they've been winning. The mm -hmm. only reason that they have been as dominant as, as dominant mm -hmm. is the signs, and they don't have them this week. So give me Purdue. All right. The third leg of the triple header on CBS 6:45 ish, because we all know that 2:30 game likes to go five hours so long. Mm -hmm. LSU at Alabama, 14th ranked Tigers. At Bryant Denny against the eighth ranked Crimson Tide. Can Jalen Daniels become Jaden Daniels? Sorry, not Jalen. Jalen's in Kansas. Mm -hmm. Can Jaden Daniels become the first quarterback since Drew Brees to defeat Nick Saban in back to back years? Alabama by how much? Four and a half. Mm, if it was at LSU, I might have a different answer, but I'm going to go Alabama. I am historically loathe to pick against Alabama, often to my demise. But I think four and a half is safe. I'm I'm going Alabama. I think they win by at least a touchdown. LSU is going to win the game. So give me the Tigers. I can tell. I can tell by that mischievous smile there. The Bayou Bengals. Yeah. Okay. All right, and finally. This this is this is your continued anti-Jalen Milrow campaign, isn't it? Uh, no, I think I think this is more. Alabama's going to score points, but they are not going to stop LSU. LSU's defense is terrible, by the way. This this game is going to be like like Loretto Mount Pleasant. This is going to be just fifty something. To, it's going to be a, it's going to be a interesting football game. I'm glad Kid Hartsfield is on the road and can't hear this. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be an absolute track meet. Yeah, he's not going to appreciate. But here's that. the thing: is that Milrow is going to make mistakes that Daniels is not. Milrow is also going to make plays that Daniels does not. Jaden Daniels is three times the quarterback Jalen Milrow is. Uh, three times. Jaden Daniels is a Heisman contender. Jalen Milrow is a please don't screw this up. Anyway. Um, two words. Arm talent. 
Jaden Daniels has better arm talent. Mm -hmm. The only thing that the only thing that Jalen Milrow can do is throw the deep ball. Now, the only thing that Jalen Milrow can do is throw the deep. It's ball. DBU. I don't. I, I, I no. Okay. No. Here is the final game, and it's Pac-12 after dark, folks. So, mm -hmm. new offensive coordinator, new play caller. Pat Shermer for the Colorado Buffaloes as they are 13 and a half point home dogs to Oregon State in the 16th ranked Beavers. Oregon State and Colorado. Oregon State's a 13 and a half point favorite. So what you telling me? Oregon State's a 13 and a half point favorite. And Colorado. Ooh. Mm. Justin, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to go prime again, but last week he really messed up my parlay by like four points. But it was in favor of him. Like, it was against his team, so he uh, trumped my spread by like four oh. points. So that's so why yeah, you got prime. You're riding with prime again, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> See, I think they're actually going to win the game <clears throat> for two reasons. One, it's Pac-12 after dark, and Weird crap happens. And two, they're at home. They're at home. Yeah. So you're taking Colorado? Yeah. That shall make it next week. We have bonus a bonus game. I guess that's a yes. Uh, well, I didn't have one, but I figure we can go find one here real mm -hmm. quick because there are some interesting games out there to be had. So, I'll tell you what, we've been talking about them all, all year. Hmm? We don't think they can win. But Notre Dame at Clemson. Notre Dame is a three-point favorite. Justin? Fighting Irish. Three Saw points. Three points. Yep. I think Notre Dame wins by well more than three, so uh, I'm going to go fighting Irish. You're with us? I am with you uh, as much as you hate. I mean, this was this was your you, anti. You, this was the game that Mo could not pick a winner. You, I made Mo pick a winner yes, between two teams exactly. that he absolutely hates. Low. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Well, uh, I, I at this moment, I hate Notre Dame less. So, yeah, it's Notre Dame. Let's get out of here. We'll see you guys next week on Main Street Sports today.